right, take your Bibles this morning, go to 1 Samuel chapter number 1 this morning, 1 Samuel chapter number 1, <clears throat> and uh, looking forward to a great time all day in God's house today, and so if you would turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter number 1, and today is, uh, we're, we're concluding as the series that we've been going through called Making Homework. And I've enjoyed this series. I, I started into this series not really knowing what to expect. Let me encourage you, and I should have mentioned before we let others go, that if you, um, I've had a lot of people that have slipped in. I realize sometimes you're out of town, work, you might miss a, a lesson or two. If you are interested in any of these lessons, maybe some that you missed or maybe some you'd like to hear again, uh, all of our messages for this series, if you go to our webpage, bbcpines.com, you can uh, find the, the Making Homework. You can click on that, and it'll take you straight to a link where all these messages are. And again, it, it's something that if you know someone, and again, you have to be careful about it but because you, know, you're not, you don't want to say to somebody, hey, you need some help, and here it is, all right? You don't want to do that. But <clears throat> if you know someone, you can direct them to that, uh, and show them how to find those, and they might want to listen to them. Uh, unfortunately, they have to listen to me, but there's some great biblical principles that are there, okay? So that it's, it's all there for you to use. And I hope you make yourself available and, and that you go to the website. Uh, all the messages from uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday school, Wednesday night are all available there, okay? In our Bibles this morning in 1 Samuel, and of course you've got verse number 11 in your outline this morning, but I want you to look in the Word of God at a couple other verses going along with this. In chapter number 1, the Bible says in verse number 9, So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. Now here's, look here for a second, here's what this woman, this that, that is uh, real heavy-hearted about something, okay? She is about to do the one thing that all of us can do, and that is she is about to pray to the God of heaven, all right? And, and honestly, when it comes to our children and when it comes to our family members, many times that's really the only thing that we can do. And I want you to notice her prayer. Look what it says in verse number 11. She vowed a vow unto the Lord, as she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction, and notice how she describes it, the affliction of thine handmaid, she wasn't able to have children. The Bible says, she, and remember me, she said, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child. She was, look here, when you pray, nothing wrong with praying specifically. A lot of times, here's what happens. We're all guilty of this. We pray in generalities. If you ever want to know if God will answer prayers, when you make your prayer list, put specific prayers on there that only you and God know about. And what you'll find is God will answer those prayers. Now, it may not be the answer you're looking for, but God will answer. And so, she look, she didn't just say, I'd like to have a child. She prayed for a man-child. Maybe that's where I went wrong years ago. I didn't pray for a man-child, you know? But nonetheless, I wouldn't trade one of my daughters for any ornery boy, I'll tell you that. But the Bible says she prayed for a man-child. Now look at the rest of her prayer. Then she said, then, will, then I will give him. So she asked for a child. But in her prayer, she said, 
Then will I give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, Hannah. I mean, you wanted a child, now you're, now you're going to give him away? Kind of interesting, the prayer that she prayed. And honestly, I think that the Lord honored that prayer request because of her heart attitude. Hey, I learned a long time ago that my children are not mine. They might have my blood running through their veins. They might have my last name, or at least until they married some honorary guy. But they are the Lord's, all right? Now, notice what it says in verse number 12. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord. I don't know how long she prayed. But she continued praying that Eli marked her mouth. In other words, he noticed what was going on. Verse 13, now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. Interesting observation. Verse 14, Eli said unto her, how long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. Look at verse 15. Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Now notice what she did. She poured out her soul before the Lord. Just like you take a glass of water and spill it on the ground, she poured her heart out for her child. And the lesson today is fighting for your kids from your knees. Now, she was praying for a child she didn't have yet. But certainly, us that have children, there have been many times that we have poured our hearts out for our children from our knees. I think it's every parent's desire to see their children walk in truth, is it not? Uh, John wrote these words, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I think it's a wonderful thing that, that you, know, you raise children and you try to raise them to live for God, to honor the Lord. And when you see that happening, what a blessing it is when you see that happening. Now, it, it can be when you raise children, sure, it can be overwhelming at times with all the responsibility, so many areas that you as a parent have to invest in in your children's lives, but there is one resource that is more powerful than any book, any seminar that you could go to, or any method in that one resource is prayer. Hannah knew that. She knew that was the one thing. I mean, uh, I hope they don't mind me using it for an example, but that's all that, 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 that the Hansons can do for their daughter, Lauren, when she's away at college. That's all that you guys can do for your girls while they're away at college is pray. You know, pray that God would build a hedge of protection about your child and that your child would have a heart for God and all these types of things. This is the resource. Prayer is the one area of parenting that you and I can't afford to get wrong. We've got to pray for our children. I, last week, we talked about a prodigal, you know. And again, sometimes children will do that. And even in that situation, the father never stopped looking. And I, I really believe the father never stopped praying for his son that had gone, by, uh, gone, gone astray. Now, we all need God to work in our children's lives. And look, I want the Lord to work on behalf of my children. I want God to speak to my child. 
you know. That's why we, we send our teenagers, we send them off to camp in the summer, and that's why we have Vacation Bible School. We want to give children an opportunity for God to speak to them, but we need to help our children understand, hey, listen, you can be in your room with your Bible open and reading God's Word, and God can speak to your heart. I want God to speak to my children, and I know that's what you want as a Christian parent. So this morning, I just want to give you some basic Bible principles on how we can pray for our children or maybe our grandchildren or maybe pray, for, they may not even be our children, may not even be related, but how can we pray for them? And I want you to see some of these. Now, you know, if, if you've never done this, maybe, and again, my list is not all inclusive, it's not exhaustive, but maybe this would create the beginning of what you can have as a prayer list for your children, all right? Look at the first one is, like Hannah, a prayer of dedication. That's what she prayed was a prayer of dedication. You know, I think it's a wonderful thing to dedicate your children to the Lord. Again, the Bible says children are an heritage of the Lord. And we've had many, what you call child dedications, baby dedications. We just, Brother Guslett's children, we just recently, uh, they, they said, Pastor, we'd like to dedicate our children now that God's given them a third child, they said, well, we'd like to have all of our children. And what they were acknowledging and what they were saying publicly was, God's brought these gifts into our lives. And what we want to do, like Hannah, is we want to give them back to the Lord. You know what they're saying? These are God's children, and we're stewarding them, and we want God to use their lives to do something with them. Uh, again, the Bible says that the fruit of the womb is his reward. Now, listen to me very carefully, and I hope this comes out right. But understand as a parent that one of the things that we've talked about over the weeks is that we are there as parents. We are the authority in a child's life to give guidance, to give direction, to help them. But I want to tell you that I've learned this, that we as parents should not try to control our child's futures. Because, think about it, they belong to God. So what we need to do, look, if we're going to pray a prayer of dedication is, is Lord, what do you want for my child? That's what I'm praying for. God gave me uh, four beautiful daughters, and when God brought those children into my life, I wasn't in the ministry. Uh, I was a construction worker, and I was enjoying, we were, we were uh, part of our church, we were heavily involved in our church, like many of you are here. Uh, we were given to missions. I mean, we, we, we just were in love with the things of God. I was a fairly new Christian. I'd only been saved for about two years, two and a half years before my oldest child was born. I was, everything about Christianity was still brand new to me. But what I realized as time went on was that these children that God gave to me, that they weren't mine, they were his. And then God later on called me into the ministry. Now, a lot of times people look at my children because uh, when you're in the ministry, sometimes you tend to be under a microscope. But I've never pushed my children into the ministry. Matter of fact, I've never really prayed. I've prayed this way. God, whatever you want for my children, here's what I have prayed, that my children would be saved and that they would have a heart for God. That's what I prayed for my children. Now, to me, it's a bonus. God, God has blessed us that our children are in ministry. But I, look, I just tell every parent that what you need to do is pray that God's will would be done in your child's life. Uh, Tyler was talking to me the other night, and I told him, I said, look, 
you need to do one thing. You need to honor your parents. That's what I told him. You know, he's got a lot of things going on. It's Tyler's big senior year. You know, he's so excited, and he ought to be. That's a, man, that's a major accomplishment from some of the things that the Chadwicks have shared with me about their son and how God's been the grace of God in his life. But folks, listen, these are major decisions that your children make, and what God wants us to do is be there to guide them. Well, that's what Hannah was doing, and so what we need to do is to, to let our children know that, that their life is in the Lord's hands, that it's God's will to be done. And so what we need to pray is just like Hannah, that, that listen, we are giving our children to the Lord. All right, so prayer of dedication. Look at the second one. We need to pray for their salvation. Pray for their salvation. Uh, you know, all, of, all children, everyone that's ever been born of woman has a sin nature, right? You know, I talked to a lady the other day and I asked her, I said, have you ever done anything wrong? She said, sitting in my office, she said, nope. <laughs> I'm like, there you go, that's one right there. <laughs> you know, but children are born with this sin nature, and we need to pray. Look, I don't think there's nothing wrong with praying that your child's saved at an early age. Now, I don't think you should force a decision, but I think that, again, I think having them in church, having them in Sunday school, I think reading the Bible in your home, I, look here, talking to your children, about knowing the Lord is their Savior. I think all those things are wonderful things, and I think they're what God has given to us as parents. We need to pray specifically that children have an understanding of their need for a Savior. Look, there is no, you know, when they, if, how many of you ever heard the term age of accountability? Raise your hand. Yeah, most of us have. Can anybody tell me what age that is? Because it's different for every child. You know, I've seen some that I've seen some that almost reach adulthood before they really understand. And, and so it's important that we try to help them. Look at Paul told Timothy, he writes here in 2 Timothy 3.15, that from a child thou has known, look at the word, known the holy scriptures, which are those scriptures are what are able to make thee wise unto what? Salvation. And then notice through faith which is in Christ Jesus. See, their salvation is not in a person, it's not in a church, it's not in a creed. Salvation is in a person. And what we need to do as parents is pray for our children's salvation. All right? So pray for a prayer of dedication. Pray for their salvation. Number three, now you're going to think this one's funny or strange, pray for their spouse. You're saying, this is my, my three-year-old child. Exactly. Start praying now. You know? Uh, I, look, I, did, I had no idea who these boys, these young men would be that my daughters would marry. I had no idea. But I was praying. Look, I, when it came to that, here's what I prayed. That first of all, he'd be saved. Second of all, he'd have a heart for God. And thirdly, that he wouldn't be a bum. Right? And there's a young man standing in the back right there that's not a bum. He's a hardworking young man. But look, here's what I thought. I spent all my life raising my girls. I am not about to raise a son-in-law, right? You think about it. And, and so I just, these were, remember I told you, pray specifically. And, you know, look, I, I have no idea how it all works out. I just know this. I believe with all my heart that the three young men that are my son-in-laws, and I don't really call them son-in-laws, I call them sons, those three young men, I believe, were an answer to God's prayer. 
And that's what we need to do is pray for our spouse's children. Here's a great example. Abraham in the Bible, he wanted his son to get married. Now, it was a little different, a little different culture in that day. And you could study the Old Testament and see how they did it. But, uh, you know, they would marry uh, someone who wouldn't turn. He was praying that his son would find a young lady that wouldn't turn his son's heart from the Lord. I think that's a good thing. Doesn't the Bible say, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, right? And, and very seriously, as Christian parents, don't let your children date unsafe. My daughter called me one time, my oldest daughter, and she said, hey, Dad, she said, uh, there's, uh, I've got somebody I want you to meet. And I said, okay, why? And she, she goes, oh, no reason. And I said, who is it? And she named his name. And I said, okay. I said, it was Tuesday. And I said, all right, I'll meet him. I was on the church property. I said, I'll meet him over by the flagpole at 720. Now, why 720? Because we have soul winning on Tuesday nights. And it started at 7 o'clock. And I knew that I'd have uh, enough time after the soul winning rally to walk over there and sit down and talk with this young man. I knew, what, I knew what she was doing. She thought she was smart. So I went over and sat down with the young man. I went there for one reason. It wasn't the meeting. I already knew that my daughter had talked to this young man. She had an interest, and my interest was, are you saved? And you know what happened at that flagpole? He bowed his head after about a half an hour, prayed and trusted Christ as his Savior. Now, my daughter didn't marry him. She ended up meeting someone else, and I think was God's will for her life. But listen, we need to understand how very important it is to pray. Look at the Bible says, as he was, his heart was for his son, Genesis 24. He said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, and her pitcher was upon her shoulder. Look, that was a direct answer to a father's prayer. He was praying for, and it's never too early to start praying for the spouse of your children. Again, you don't know who they are, but I'll tell you this, God will honor that and God will answer that. Fourthly, look at what else you need to pray. Pray that your children would have good friends. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, your children need good friends. By the way, they, they need friends. All right, your children, do, they do not need to be a loner, but pray that your child's best friend, listen now, pray that your child's best friend is Jesus. Do you hear what I said? In other words, that they are saved. Again, look, evil communications corrupt good manners. You've got to be careful about who your children hang around with. Pray that your child has friends that are loyal to Christ. Look, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Pray for truthful friends who will look out for the best interest of your children. Look at Proverbs 27. Iron sharpeneth what? Iron. So doth the man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. You know, look, to me, you know what a friend really is to me? A friend is someone who is a spiritual person that sees something in my life, and they're willing to confront me about it. That's what a friend is. Now, again, they do it in the right sort of way. I've had many times where a friend has come to me and talked to me about something. Now, I, I have two recourses. I, one is I can say, who do you think you are coming to me talking to me like that? Or I could say, thank you for being a friend. And that's the kind of friends that our children need. So we need to pray that our children have good friends and, and that they have wisdom when they choose those friends. One of the strongest forces of influence is friendship. 
It really is. So pray that your children have good friends. Number five, pray for a surrendered will. When you're praying for your child, pray that their will. Wednesday night I preached a message on, on just the sovereignty of God and waving the white flag to the Lord. God, it's, it's it, whatever you want. Did Jesus not pray, thy will be done? And that's what I want for my children is that they wouldn't be so full of themselves that they would say, I want to do what God wants me to do. And you need to pray that your child has a surrendered will. You know, let me say this, and I, again, I hesitate to use my children as an example, but I will tell you, I have two children here and two that are not here, and the example I'm going to use is not one of my children that are here. So please don't go up to them and say this, all right? But one of my children was a very, 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 very strong-willed child. <clears throat> and it took us a lot of time, a lot of prayer, a, many sessions. Y'all understand what sessions are? Some of you don't. <clears throat> and, and, uh, and honestly, my heart was just that that, that will, strong will, would be brought into submission to authority in her life. And here's the neat thing about it. Now that she has grown, that strong will that God gave her has actually become an asset that God is using in this day and hour. And it's so awesome to see that. And it just, when I think back how many times, I can still remember driving up Highway 47 in my red Ford F-150 pickup truck with me, my daughter sitting in the middle seat, and my wife on this side, and, I, and my daughter was acting up, and I said, if you don't stop it, I'm gonna pull the truck over on the side of the road. Guess what? We pulled the truck over on the side of the road. We had a session. <laughs> I pulled out, went back up, went back onto the highway, drove up, a, I said, if you don't stop, we pulled over, we had another session. We, many times we did this. And look, now, now we look at it and my daughter realizes that it was all for her good. But we need to pray that our children have a surrendered will. Look at Proverbs 1, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Pray that your children will fear the Lord, that, that they will have a respect of God. And that's what they need in their lives. Pray that they will hear your instruction. They'll submit to the leadership that God has placed over them in their lives. Look, ask the Lord to give you wisdom to help your children have a tender heart. Look, in no way, listen to me, in no way am I advocating uh, being physically abusive with a child. I'm not advocating that. But I am saying that God has given us the opportunity to mold our children. You have to be careful in this day and hour. But, but again, we've got to work to try to help our children. And not only to, to do it molding them, but specifically to pray for a surrendered will. Number six, pray for their health and safety. Pray for your children's health and, health and safety. There were people in the Bible, parents in the Bible, uh, that, that prayed for their children. Look at Mark chapter 5 there in your notes. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet, besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, and she may, that she may be healed and she shall live. And he took the damsel by the hand, said unto her, Talitha kumi, 
which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise, and straightway the damsel arose and walked, and she was at the age of how old? Twelve. Here's a, here's a father that has a deep concern for his child's health. And the Bible says that, that he, he, he sought someone and he prayed. Uh, John, uh, the apostle, prayed for the physical uh, health of a man by the name of Gaius. In Third John, he says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Look, we need to pray for our children in many areas. Physically, we need to pray for their physical health. We need to pray for their mental health. We need to pray for their spiritual health. And so it's so important as parents that we pray for our children's health and for our children's safety. And for whatever reason, God chose, I've told this story before, but God chose to uh, just, just move us right into that realm when our first child was born. And we prayed and prayed and prayed, and it just got us into this place where We've always prayed for our children's health and our children's safety. And as parents, we need to do that. Number seven, pray for character development. Now, no doubt he or she is a character, all right, if they are your children. <laughs> okay, but pray for character development. Now, the character of a child, and listen, this is something that a lot of times we never really think about, but if you stop and think for just a moment, you know this is going to be true, that the character development of a child is usually developed in uncomfortable surroundings and in difficult situations. In other words, when they're put to the test, when some times like that happen, and, and, and we've seen this time and time again, when that, those times come, here's some things specifically, and you can jot this down if it's not in your notes. One is you need to pray for integrity. I, don't think, it's, I think it's good for a child to have integrity. Look what the Bible says. Pray for us, Hebrews 13, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live how? Honestly. You know what that means when you say pray for your children to have integrity? That means you're praying that they will be truthful. <laughs> My children, sometimes something would happen in the home. I had four children and, and I'd line them up and I'd say, all right, who broke whatever it was? And they'd all just stand there. And you know what I was looking for? I was looking for the one that did it to tell me. And, and sometimes they would. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes it would be one that didn't do it but couldn't take the heat and would say, well, so-and-so did it. But more times than none, none of them would say anything. And for many, many years, I honestly thought that I had a fifth child in my house. Anybody, ever, anybody else ever feel like that? You know, it's like none of them ever fess up because it's the one kid that's not standing there, all right? But here's what I see is, is that, look, I think, I think and believe that you need to help your children. That Jesus, everywhere he went, he told the truth. And when you do not tell the truth and you tell a lie, when you are caught, what are you going to do? You're going to tell another lie to cover up that lie. Before long, you're so far into it, you don't know how to get out. Teach your children to be truthful. Now, they need to hear parents being truthful, okay? So we need to be men and women of integrity, but pray that your children, we're talking about character development, pray for integrity. Secondly, pray for respect. Now, I, I think that children should have respect for authority in their lives. 
Look what the Bible says, and here's just one area. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is what? Right. How many of you parents don't, how many of you parents like it when your children disrespect you? Anybody? I'm looking. That's what I thought. We all like our children to respect us. What do you do when a police officer pulls you over and your children are in the car? Because, again, we're teaching our children. We've got to understand how very important it is that we respect authority, but we need to pray that our children would develop, that they would honor their father and mother. By the way, the Bible says that's the first commandment with promise. With promise. So teach your children. As they develop, teach them integrity. Secondly, teach them respect. Thirdly, pray that they would have humility. Humility before God, that they would submit to God's will, that they would humbly accept, watch this, that they would, if they commit a crime, you know, something that you told them not to do in the house, that they would accept the, the consequences of that. You know, the wages of sin. There's consequences. There's always a price tag and we need to help our children to understand this. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. So here's what we need to do is pray that our children would have character as they develop. And we need to have, help them understand that. Look, I know it's simple and it might even sound weird, but many of you probably have heard of Patch the Pirate and he sings a lot of children's songs every year. He's come out with a new uh, and, and we used to have our children, we'd, we'd have Patch of Pirate on at home, we'd have Patch of Pirate on in our car, and you know why? Because most of the songs, they were silly, but they, caught, they taught Christian principles for children. The poochie lip will get you if you don't watch out. Yeah. Wiggle worm. You know, I think they wrote that song for Adam Librand. And, and so, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of good songs there. What were we doing? We were teaching our children character as they developed, all right? Pray for ch their, their character development. Number eight, pray for open doors. Pray for open doors. Now, only some doors uh, you'll see in their lives that God can open. And, and so pray that God will open some doors in their lives but listen, also pray that God will close some doors in their lives. God will give them favor when it comes to relationships. God will give them favor when it comes to opportunities to witness, to be a blessing uh, to your children, to, to give them guidance in their life. Pray that God will give your children. And, and again, I, a lot of times people don't think about this. I know a lot of children that actually witness to their friends. They talk to their friends about the Lord. Uh, we just had a great Sunday last Sunday, Family and Friends Day, and most of those folks that came came because you, as an adult, invited someone. Hey, listen, I've been in many churches where children brought their classmates to church. I think children could do that. Colossians 4, 3, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. Teach your children that God is the one who allows uh, the, the job that they have. You know, if they're going to uh, have a job in life, you know, it's, it's okay to teach your children that God is the one can bless. He can open doors. God can give opportunities. Look at 1 Chronicles 4.10. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me 
and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Hey, I love to hear children pray. I, I usually look over, Maylene, you're all's prayer list from Children's Church. And I love to see those prayer requests of those children. And they'll, they'll put on there, pray for Fido. You know, they're praying for their dog. You know what? We laugh about that. They're, they're serious. You know, and they'll, they'll, and a lot of times we think children don't see things, but I've, I've looked on their list pray, and, and there'll be something on there, pray for my dad. And it, it'll cause me to think about something when I check into it. It's maybe because of something their dad's going through that I didn't even know about, but that child knows about. And those children there, look, they're seeing that teach your children that, listen, that God can give them opportunities. God can open doors, but God may also close some doors in their lives, and we need to pray for open doors for our children. Number nine, pray for spiritual protection. Say, boy, I didn't know there was this many things I could pray for for my children. Listen, folks, I'm just touching the hem of the iceberg, all right? Pray for spiritual protection. You know why? Because Satan has aimed his fiery darts at your children. Pray for their protection. God's placed a hedge about their lives. Look, did he not do that with Job? Look at, look at the verse here. Hast thou not made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he had on every side? Thou hast blessed him, the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Who said that to God? Satan did, didn't he not? Satan said, look, you, you've protected him because he's one of yours, right? That's exactly, a lot of times that's my prayer, especially here at church, that God would build a hedge of protection about this place you know why? Because I want God's will to be done while we're here at the house of God. But there's nothing wrong with a parent praying for spiritual protection for their child. Look, you don't know what your child will face this week. That's why you need to pray as, as your child goes off to school, that God would build a hedge of protection about them. They need his protection. And number 10, pray for God's glory. I probably should have started with this one. But pray that God would get the glory out of their lives. Remember, look here, they're not your child, they're his. And we want to make sure that God gets the glory even out of our children's life. The ultimate prayer request for your child is that their life would bring the gl uh, great glory to God. Look at 1 Corinthians 10. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the what? Glory, glory of God, right? Do everything. Pray that your child would live for the glory of God all the days of his or her life. And that's what we need to do. So look, you may not be the, the best parent in every situation in your child's life, but the best thing you can do for your child, watch this, is to be a prayer warrior for them. Pray for your child. That's what we need to do is pray for our children. They need our daily fervent prayers. Dr. John R. Rice said years ago, all of our failures are prayer failures. They're prayer failures. So let's not fail our children. Let's pray for them. We have to make today and every day count for our children, all right? And I hope that you, look, pray for your children because honestly, look here, you never know what your child will one day be. But if you're praying for them that God's will would be done, God can do great and mighty things through their lives. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this opportunity we've had over these last many weeks, months, Lord, to teach some things, to help the home. And I pray that they have been. I pray that you'd bless this morning. 
Be with the service. Lord, I pray that you would bring folks in and that the Word of God might speak to hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we'll get started here. 15, 20.